0: The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hello, and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is September 28th, and I'm your host, William Harris, AKA William Is Bill. Today, I will be going over our latest 2021 class of rookie contracts and signings. Now that the summer league is over and preseason is right around the corner, some important signings have been made. There are some big names like Austin Reeves, Charles Bassey, and Luca Garza, and some names you have never heard of. <laughs> so let's get straight to it like it's nothing to it. First off, I just want to give a huge shout out to JJ Reddick the shooting guard originally from Duke uh, decided to retire after 15 years in the league at 37 years old, you know, he had a great long career mainly as a role player, three point assassin. (laughs) He averaged 13 points per game for his career. And most importantly shot 41% from three for his career. So just want to give a a shout out to JJ Reddick well-deserved great career. Uh, A lot of people thought it wouldn't last as long as it did. So he made it. So congrats to JJ Reddick once again. Now for one of the bigger names of the day, starting off with the signings. If you didn't hear Austin Reeves, the shooting guard from Oklahoma, uh, he's was an undrafted rookie who signed with the Lakers. And originally he was given a two-way contract with the team as of Monday, that contract was converted into a full-on guaranteed contract with the squad. So that is huge news for him. You know, many people may be asking, who is Austin Reeves? Is he good? Is he worth it? Uh, He wasn't even drafted. Well, let me tell you, (laughs) he definitely is. If his play in college translates to the NBA. Uh, He was one of my favorites coming into this draft class. I definitely definitely felt he should have been drafted. Uh, He's 6'5", from Oklahoma. He's a senior. You know, the NBA never looks well upon seniors. They want you to be first-year, second-year player in college to be drafted high. But in college, he averaged 18 points, 5.5 rebounds, 4.5 assists, and and 1.5 steals per game. He's a tremendous shooter. He can do it all, really. He can drive. He can cross over, get to the rack. He's always in attack mode. He'll break down the defense. He's good at the pull-up three. He even scores in traffic. And he has super long range. He has the total offensive package. This is how I felt watching his tape at Oklahoma. So when you see a player like that on tape, that's draft worthy. I mean, that's potentially first rounder. If he was a freshman or a sophomore, he would have been in the first round. So like I said, he originally signed a two-way contract with the Lakers. And that was converted to a standard contract. But And you know during his play in the summer league, he did not play like he did necessarily in college. He only averaged seven points, four boards two assists, and one steal per game. So he was nothing that you looked at and it was like, whoa, this guy should have been drafted. It's incredible. He's incredible. Um all of that. So he pretty much was, you know, flatline average. He did have his moments definitely. Um but you know after that I'm sure the Lakers have seen a lot from him. They may have even gone back and watched the tape even more. And, you know, they don't have that many slots open right now, especially for paying people. So they probably got him on a really cheap contract. But the talent is there and he deserves to be on the NBA team. You know, he is unique in the fact that, you know, he was going to get drafted and he turned down the opportunity to get drafted because if you do not get drafted, you can create your own destiny and pick the team you will play for. And that's what he did. So, he probably would have been in the mid second round, definitely late second round, but he declined to be drafted. That's not something you hear every day. He didn't want to go into a situation where it would put his career in jeopardy and he'd get lost. Although a lot of people would say, you know, you're kind of doing that on the Lakers, and it was a bad decision because you originally signed a two way contract, but now he is on a guaranteed contract on a highly desired team. A great team, a team where he can learn from and an older team that, you know, won't be here forever. So he could be the future of the Lakers. And um, like I said, watching him in college, you see a little Luka Doncic in his game. That doesn't mean that's going to translate to the NBA, but it's also not like he was at a small school playing against low competition. He was at Oklahoma. So uh, there's a bright future ahead. For Austin Reeves, he may not play that much this year, um, but the future is very bright. So that was one of the key notes uh, of of the day, that his contract was converted from a two-way to a full-on contract. And that doesn't happen all the time. And we do have one more player that we will get to that had that same scenario play out. And it's just very interesting and noteworthy. But that was my first big name of the day. All you Lakers fans out there, I'm sure, are very excited about that. And your team this year. I mean, you have a really stacked team. And with the signing of Austin Reeves, you're potentially securing a great future. Now, some other rookie signings. And unfortunately, bad news for some of these guys. Um, I guess you would say an unsigning. Because some of these players signed two-way contracts before summer league during summer league and some of those contracts have now been terminated so you know with the great news we have a little bit of bad news as well (laughs) but starting off with that we have Matthew Hurt a guy I was super high on coming out of college I mean he really was one of the best shooters in the NCAA basketball for me and he's a power forward so that that's not something you see every day but yes Matthew Hurt from Duke he has signed a two-way contract with Houston with the Rockets and they terminated that on September 24th. So he's available to sign anywhere. I think he will, because in my opinion, he was late round second pick draftable. And even if he isn't drafted, which he wasn't, he should be on a team because that shooting is there. I mean, he could really blossom into something. It just depends on he if he goes into the right situation. So, kind of like Austin Reeves, uh, chose his own destiny. Matthew Hurt was not good enough to do that, but he had to sign with the team that took him, and that was the Rockets, but the Rockets have made a lot of moves lately, and there's no room for him right now. So be on the lookout for Matthew Hurt. Hopefully he gets a shot somewhere else. He's a really, really, really good shooter. Um, And next we have Jamarco Pickett, The four from Georgetown, he signed a two way contract with the Pistons and that was converted from a standard contract. So he got knocked down, but uh, it's still he still has a chance, you know, so he had a a full on contract and that got bumped down to a two way contract. That means he will be up and down from G League to uh, the regular squad and he could be in a G League. For longer than he wants to. He could be in the G League 90% of the year, as opposed to that being vice versa, basically. So, but Jamarco Pickett is a good player. But a lot of these rookies that were not drafted need a year in the G League really to develop and you know hone their skills a little bit more so they'll fit into an NBA team even better. Next, we have another big name, my second big name in the day, Luca Garza um now he originally signed a two-way contract right in the middle of his incredible play in summer league but that has now been converted um to a exhibit 10 contract so it's not a full-on guaranteed contract but that's a training camp invite to where he can just actually make the squad I think he earned it in summer league, but now he's going to have to earn it again in preseason. And this is not a negative, in my opinion. Um, When you see a contract terminated, it's normally to just be non-existent (laughs) and off the team. But it's so he can be on that Exhibit 10. And if you're not sure what an Exhibit 10 contract is, that is a contract to where you will basically have a training day, training camp invite. And you have that opportunity to make the team, and uh, if you don't, you know they'll they'll keep you on the radar. You'll be in the G League team anyway, but you'll just be on the G League probably all year. But I definitely think Luca Garza will be making the squad now that this has happened. So I think this is a positive. Uh, if you don't know Luca Garza, he's a center. Um, he he was a college player of the year. He averaged uh, during the Summer league, he averaged 15 and 10 pretty much in a block per game, which was incredible. In college, he averaged 24 points and nine boards per year. And uh, he's just a traditional big and a post player, a good shooter. He can even shoot the three-pointer. Uh, just tremendous college player. But the worry about him really is just defense. And I don't think that's any reason for him not to be on the team. There's a lot of players in general that don't play great defense in the NBA. So at worst, he should be a backup center. And I think that's what this termination of the two-way contract and signing the Exhibit 10 contract is going to lead him towards. And that's making that team. I wish this would have happened before my Dynasty League draft because I would have been trying to get Luka Garza a little bit more. (laughs) But that two-way contract, you you know, that's just an uphill battle. So now he's in a brighter pathway for me. Next, another big name, Charles Bassey the center from Western Kentucky. Super, super, super talented center. One of my favorite prospects. Um, He fell super late in the draft, like 53rd, was drafted by the Philadelphia 76ers. I have no clue why he fell so deep in the draft, but I mean, he broke his tibia in college, but not in his senior season, not in his final season. So, I mean, I guess you could say that's why, but in my opinion he should have went first round i pick, i had him mock going to the brooklyn nets around pick 27 and so De'Ron sharp ended up going to brooklyn nets i felt he was much better player than Dayron sharp and he was bar- and charles bassett was barely drafted so that's inc- that's insane but um, the news on charles bassett is he finally signed the contract because he was one of the few players that had not signed yet And that was very weird to me, and I was not understanding why, (laughs) but um, it worked out for him because he's signing a multi-year contract, not a two-way, not an Exhibit 10 contract. So it shows that the Philadelphia 76ers believe in him. They know who he is, and they know he was worth a pick much higher Um, but yeah, he did not play in the summer league due to not being able to get a contract because Philadelphia did not have the roster space to sign him yet. So he could have played in summer league, but if he gets hurt with no contract, you're just screwing yourself. So it was smart of him and his agent to go ahead and sit out summer league. It seemed to be like that was on the hush hush a little bit, but now that that has came out, makes perfect sense. And you know, he now has that three year deal with the club. Definitely worked out. You know, in college, he averaged 17 and a half points, 11 and a half boards and three blocks per game. He dominated the paint on both ends. You know, good post player, great shot blocker, runs the court. Well, can even shoot threes. I mean, he can do it all. And um, he reminds me a little of DeAndre Aiden. But I say a little better shooter. But obviously he needs to develop you're not going to come into the league playing like that, but there's no way in the world. He should have failed to the late second round. So it's a steal for Philly and, you know, they need that backup center. Dwight Howard has moved on to the Lakers back to the Lakers. So Charles Bassett could compete for that second center spot right behind Joel Embiid. So I, I, that's something I was waiting on to see. <laughs> When is Charles Bassey going to get signed? There's one more player we'll get to in a little bit that waited to this point to be signed as well. Next, uh, on September 23rd, Yves Pons signed a two-way contract from Memphis, and that was converted from an Exhibit 10 contract. So, you know, it's, it's debatable which contract you would rather have. For Luka Garza, For him to get an exhibit 10 which was a two-way is a positive for me for Yves Pons for him to get a two-way and it was an exhibit 10 that's better for Yves Pons because he has a lot of developing to do in the summer league he showed that he was not ready he did not stand out but he's a player that after a few years he could be a very formidable role player for your team and do it all type of player But right now, I don't know if he's ready to do that in year one or year two. So to be on a two-way would be better for him because if he just has to make the Memphis Grizzlies team, I don't think that would happen. So being on two-way is not the worst thing for Yves Pons. Next, we have Javin Delorier, another player from Duke, power four. He signed a contract with the Milwaukee Bucks. That's an Exhibit 10 contract, so he'll be able to. Show his talents for them. Uh, he'll probably be on the G League though. Next we have on September 3rd, 23rd also Matt Coleman the third. He signed a contract with the Kings. That's an Exhibit Ten, uh, and that's you know that you're gonna see a lot in Exhibit Tens because it, uh, preseason starts October 3rd. You know that's less than a week away, so all these players that are not signed will have to do something, <laughs> and so they all will be you know, scratching and clawing to get a final roster spot on a team. So if they're not secure in these players yet and confident, you know, bring them into your preseason squad, see if they can make a roster. Next on September 20th, Matt Lewis, the guard from James Madison, signed a contract with Minnesota. That's another Exhibit 10. And on September 20th also, Isaiah Miller, the very talented guard from UNC Greensboro, signed an exhibit Ten contract with Minnesota as well. Now, Isaiah Miller is he showed some flashes in the Summer League. you know, when you come from a little college like UNC Greensboro, those players don't normally get much shine. Uh, and when he played for the Timberwolves, he you know he got his name noticed out there. So I think he has a good shot if not landed with Minnesota, he will be somewhere. But I I really think he'll probably end up being on a two-way contract if all goes well. But I don't think he's ready for a full-on contract, but two-way or a straight G League. But Isaiah Miller impressed me a little bit in summer league. Next, we have on September 18th, Jordan Shackle, the small forward from San Diego State, signed a contract with the Wizards, and that's an Exhibit 10 contract. Now we have a little bit of double news for Anthony Tark on originally on september 16th he signed a exhibit 10 contract with the pistons (laughs) even before that honestly he played with the summer league then his contract did not go through so he didn't make the pistons then a day or two later he signed a exhibit 10 contract with the pistons so that worked out but then now september 27th he's waived again by the Pistons, so he's been on a roller coaster of emotions. Uh, I saw him posted on his Twitter originally after summer league when he didn't make the squad. He was, you know, upset. You know, not mad, but disappointed. Clearly, and then when he signed the Exhibit Ten, he was back excited. And you know, this is a guy I'm rooting for because in college he was super talented. This is Anthony Tark. I'm talking about the power forward from Coppin State. He's a multi-positional player, but super talented. And for him to go keep getting up and down, up and down, up and down with the Pistons, I know that has to be frustrating. But, you know, clearly it appears it's not going to work out for the Pistons. But Anthony Tark should be a player. Definitely on at least an Exhibit 10 with any other team in the league. I mean, really, this guy is really talented. He just went to a bunch of small schools and he may need a year. but. As an NBA player in Anthony Tark, so look out for him. He's going through a lot right now, but hope he keeps his head up, keeps working, and gets signed by someone else. Next, we have on September 13th, we had the signing of Derek Austin Jr. He's the guard from Boise State. He signed an Exhibit 10 contract with the Utah Jazz. On September 10th, Drew Smith, the shooting guard from Missouri, signed a contract with Miami. That's an Exhibit 10. On September 10th, Javante Smart, the guard from LSU, signed a contract with Miami, (laughs) Exhibit 10. Uh, We got a lot of Miami signers here. Another one. September 10th, Micah Potter, the center from Ohio State, signed a contract with Miami and Exhibit 10. On September 9th, Mitch Ballack, the shooting guard from Creighton, signed an Exhibit 10 contract with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And if you notice, you know, I'm on September 9th today is September 28th. That's because I'm doing the last month's worth of signings because before that, I did that last month's worth of signings. So just, you know, a little headline there for you. (laughs) Reminder. September 8th, RJ Nembhard, one of my favorite players. Love, love, love RJ Nembhard. Um, He signed a contract with the Cavaliers. That's an Exhibit 10. And I really think His college tape was good enough for him to get drafted and be on the team. But, you know, he's going to have to work for it. He's got a lot of work to do. But his college tape was great. Um, He's a player that if he's on the right team, he can make it. You know, in college, he averaged 16 points, four boards, four assists, and one steal. He has a great floater, great first step. He can finish at the rim. Can finish just as good with his left hand as his right hand. Shot 33% from three. So that's close enough to being good. Soft touch, great passer. And I mean, I have him as a ton of skill and the potential to be great. Not good, great. So I really, really have a lot of, you know, high hopes for RJ Nembhardt. And he played in the summer league with the Miami Heat. And he was kind of being outplayed by Marcus Garrett. So I felt that was a bad situation for him. (laughs) So it's good that he signed a contract with the Cavaliers, even though it's an Exhibit 10 right now, but he has an invite. And hopefully he learned from the Miami Heat squad through Summer League, and he'll be even better when this opportunity arises with the Cavaliers. Next, we have Moses Wright, the Power Four from Georgia Tech. He signed a Exhibit 10 contract with the Los Angeles Clippers. That's interesting because In Summer League, he was one of the few players that played for multiple teams. He played with the Raptors for a game or so, and then he moved over to the Pelicans and played a game or so with them. And, you know, it's kind of interesting that neither one of those teams signed him or gave him a contract for an Exhibit 10. But the Clippers signed him for an Exhibit 10. So that shows you, you know, a lot of these guys have a super, really, really, really hard path to the NBA and you may feel your the team you're playing for is not really appreciating you, but that's why you just have to give it your all every game, every time you touch that court because somebody is watching. And in this case, it was the Clippers. Moses Wright is a player that I felt was draftable. In my opinion, he can be like Patrick Patterson, have a really long career and as a solid, you know, big man. And you know, he's had a long. He, Patrick Patterson's been in the league over ten years played a great role in those 10 plus years and now can even shoot three. So Moses Wright is like a young Patrick Peterson with the potential to be better. So, and with the Clippers, they need a lot of help. So um, it's a good signing for them. And I'm happy for Moses Wright on that um, front. Uh, next, one of the final big names, another big name. I don't even think I mentioned him at the top, but it is Joe Wisecamp. It's because he was drafted pretty early in the second round. And he's one of the best shooters in the draft. He's from Iowa. And he was one of the final players that were drafted to sign his contract as well. So I was like, why is he not signing? You know, and I guess the Spurs were debating whether to give him an exhibit 10, which that would be weird because he was drafted high in the second round. A two-way contract or a full-on contract? So he ended up signing a two-way contract with the Spurs. He played decent in Summer League. Um, I would even say average. Uh, So it wasn't bad, but it apparently was not good enough to go ahead and secure him a roster spot. But, you know, he may have to sit a year, but I believe he will be a role player for them in the future because, you know, we mentioned mentioned J.J. Redick earlier in the show – he played 15 years in this league playing that role of you need a three-point shooter. I'm going to be there for you and knock it down. This is what Joe Weisskamp can do. Um, in college, he was an over 40% three-point shooter. Like I said, sharp shooter, one of the best shooters in the um, in college coming out this year. He just has to get a more of a feel for the all-around game. And with that two-way contract, I think that will allow him to, you know, no one no one wants to be on a two-way contract, honestly. Everyone wants their guaranteed contract. But this will help you in the long run because he more than likely is not going to get minutes on the official Spurs team, even if he did get a full contract. This way he will get to play and implement some of the coaching that the Spurs is going to give him. And that will help him down the line when he does make the official roster. So good to see Joe Weisskamp signed before preseason. Um, Next, we have on September 6th, Ethan Thompson, the shooting guard from Oregon State. He signed a contract with the Bulls in Exhibit 10. September 3rd, this was kind of big news. EJ Anu, the forward from Shawnee State, was waived by Dallas. Originally, he was signed to Dallas. Uh, He was getting major, major, major hype uh, around draft season to the point where he could have been drafted. I never really saw what everyone else was seeing. Um, and, you know, but, and then he signed to Dallas for Summer League. Did not really show up at all, didn't do much at all. He rarely was on the stat sheet at all the whole Summer League. And so it was weird how he was getting so much love to me, but he was not producing. And, but another undrafted free agent on his team was balling out. And he ended up getting signed by Dallas. So um, that was interesting. It's going to be interesting to see where EJ Onoo, uh lands. Uh, I expect him to be in the G League for someone this year. But, I mean, as bad as he played as possible, he will not even be in the G League. But with all the hype he had, I think he will. So, But he he definitely needs to perform better because he appeared not ready at all in Summer League. Now, um, for September 3rd, we had Ja'Cory McLaughlin, the point guard from Oregon State, but he also played at UC Santa Barbara. He signed a two-way contract with the uh, Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks, uh, Ja'Cory McLaughlin played in the summer league with the Golden State Warriors, and he did very well, honestly. So, and, you know, Dallas happened to see that. So Dallas took advantage of that. Apparently there was no room for him on the Golden State. Uh, Warriors, um, or, you know, the Golden State is looking for win now, so they're not really interested in developing, I'm sure, or like if they're going to have a player on their roster, they want them to be able to contribute this year. So that's only bad news for Ja'Core McLaughlin, but signing a two-way with Dallas will bring great opportunity for the young man. On September 3rd, uh, my final signing before, you know, last month's signing <laughs> – uh, Is Marcus Garrett, point guard from Kansas. He signed a two-way contract with the Miami Heat. He, he played very well, surprisingly well for me, in for Miami's summer league team. Like I said, they had R.J. Nimhart. I was expecting great things from R.J. Nimhart, and Marcus Garrett outplayed him at every turn. So, and you know, if you don't know Marcus Garrett, six-five guard from Kansas. Average eleven points, four and a half boards, three and a half assists, one and a half steal. Shot thirty five percent from three. Has a really nice shot crossover. Can shoot it well. Good passer, finisher at the rim, and he should be a good point guard. He has great hands, and he's a pickpocket. So uh, that's what Miami is going to need. They're going to need um, someone to fill in when Kyle Lowry takes a seat, and you know. It is a two-way contract, so he's not on the roster and going to be Kyle Lowry's backup necessarily, but if enough people get hurt, you know, there's this tiny little disease going around. You may have heard of it. Any type of situation like that, and he gets called up, he is in one of the best positions to learn from Kyle Lowry and, you know, to, I mean, kind of plays like him a little bit as is, so, I mean, being on the team with him that will help Marcus Garrett, Marcus Garrett, develop his game and flourish in the NBA. So that's my last signing right there. Um, as far as players that were drafted, uh, Marcus Zagorowski and Raquan Gray remain the only American players unsigned this far. And I say American because international players will are are not to sign yet because they're going to go back overseas. And for a year, hopefully not longer, and then next year they can sign their official contracts, but the team still have their rights. So, like I said, for American players, Marcus Zegorowski and Ray Kron Gray, and both of them are on Brooklyn Nets, by the way. So they are trying to figure out what they're going to do with their two-way contracts, roster spots, all that good stuff. Um, so, you know, there will be more changes and signings after teams see more from these young guys in the preseason. So until then, we will have to wait with great anticipation and see where all the chips fall. Uh, And, you know, I just figured it was the time. It's perfect time to go over some of these rookie contracts and new signings, new releases, because summer league, like I said, I mean, (laughs) preseason, like I said, less than a week away. And it's going to be interesting to see some of these rookies on new teams. See how some of them perform, get minutes, which ones are going to officially make the team, which ones are not. But there was definitely huge news with Austin Reeves, Charles Bassey, and Luca Garza. So we like I said, we can't wait until preseason. Hope you guys are excited. Thank you all for listening to the show, the All Rookie Podcast. If you love it, tell a friend to tell a friend. If you want to hear about any other players' contracts, hit me up on Twitter at William Is Bill. Cause I went over them about a month ago, but if you're not familiar, you missed it and you're just curious, Hey, how much does Cade make? How much does Jalen and Jalen make <laughs> anything like that? Or any of your favorite players from your favorite college, hit me up on Twitter. Um, thank you all for listening. Tell a friend, tell a friend. If I didn't say that I may have, I'm rambling. It's time to go to bed. Um, thank you all for listening again. I'm out of here. Peace.